His Love Christian Fellowship is excited to share this podcast with you. We hope you enjoy this message. I really believe that Tony carries an office of profit in this house. I think Teresa Burnett carries an office of profit in this house. You want to hear from the Lord? They hear. And you know, what what do prophets look like? Ordinary people who just have a sense of where to go and how to move. And that was a word from the Lord. It was just awesome. He has all along, Tony and Kim have, have picked up our vision. Mike and Teresa, years ago, with their young little family, picked up that vision and have run with it for years. And we've always known that commerce was a part of this, that business was a part of this, because we need to fund things. And we're praying right now that the church will find a way to make a business here so we can fund more, so we can, plus, if we pray and fast, maybe the doors will open um, on all these regulations so we can't, I mean, the regulations are so bad in this county that to build is just like every time we go, unless you're a powerful corporation, you end up against a wall. And we've been there. And maybe it's timing of God and maybe it's, you know, he's got things going on. But to me, he knows what's going on and we're asking him to move. And so praying fast with us that things would shift for that too. Uh, we had a, Ron just shared it with me this morning, but it was just a praise. And um, years, oh, I don't know, a couple years ago, I heard Bill Johnson giving a testimony about giving. And, um, and this isn't offertory, it was just an amazing thing to me. And I have always hoped that we would have open hands, that we would just give. Ron and I just would give. And, you know, it, it, we, we lived be way below poverty level for a long time in this county, and we never didn't give. It just didn't. I mean, we used to pray for things to come in, and then we'd give it out. It's just, and God is faithful in that. I mean, walking through the extra, extra, extra bills we have right now, and yet we're still making it. And Ron said, you know, you're not going to believe this, but I remember Bill Johnson saying they've made it a... a, a a priority in their lives to give 20% of their income. And in the last two years, we've given 20% of our income. And I was shocked. He goes, yep, 20%. I think last year it was almost 20%. And he goes, nope, it's 20% this year. I'm like, Jesus, I thank you. Because it's not ours anyway. It's always to give away. It is. You guys, you're not taking nothing with you. You know, I see that all the time with people hoarding up inheritances. It's like, you're not taking it with you. Use what you got by giving it. It's it's just amazing. Father, I thank you this morning. I don't have a real long word, (laughs) and everybody's going to be really glad. But, God, I ask you to visit us with uh, this communion time. I ask you to visit us with vision. Lord, you know in my heart that the issue is seeing. And that, God, you want us to see into the realm of the kingdom this season. Lord, we all are a prophetic church. We do. We all walk in prophecy in this church. We all see and hear you. And Jesus, you're the spirit of prophecy. That's what the word says. When Jesus says to do it, I do it. That's the spirit of prophecy. But I am asking that you would move us beyond uh, what we see with our eyes. And that it not be the precedent of what we do. But Lord, what we do is by what you show us and speak to us in your realm. 
of the kingdom. And I thank you. I thank you. Uh, I love this. Um, I've been, I, I just absolutely love the devotional that we're doing with the School of Ministry. And um, I'm way ahead of them. <clears throat> but I love the statements that are said because um, for me, probably, there's a lot of people I admire on earth, and I can read tons of books. And my mentors for years were Hudson Taylor, who was way, way past, but he was a missionary in China. And he said, God's will done God's way will never lack God's supply. You know, just things like that. He was just a simple man who walked in faith all the time and trusted. And so for me, uh, you know, I, I haven't had the privilege of having spiritual mothers and fathers. I just haven't. I haven't had the privilege of that. But I've, been, I've had the privilege of being that. And that's been awesome to me. And you all are the privilege of also being that. You know, uh, Jim Gold had a word today, and I loved it because he's... You know, he's a peer of mine, and, and he said, he said, the Lord said, this isn't a time for us to birth again. Thank God. I'm past birthing. Come on. You know, he said, it's the time for us to be the fathers and the mothers and let the others build on your ceiling. And I love that because there's a lot of you here called to build, 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 build. You are. And when you build on the principles that Tony just shared, that it's first about God. I'll tell you, as busy as Tony is, the man that he is of a business realm, even when he was in the government, he was here at prayer meeting. He's always at a place where we can worship. Always, even when the prayer meeting got really small, Tony and Kim were here to pray. I'm telling you that there is a precedent where Jesus is first, and it shows up when you come on Sunday mornings. If you're never at church, then and your business is growing, I'm just going, because you, I remember Erskine Holt said this a long time ago. He said, oh, you can have that for a while, but you'll have leanness of soul, and leanness of soul will kill you. It'll kill your life. This is the riches right here. I know it doesn't look like it, but you're rich because you're worshiping, and you're here. And not just in this building. I don't care. There's church families everywhere. But you got to find your family. This is yours. Own this family. Own it. It's yours. Own this family. You know, I asked the school of ministry to start praying for Sunday mornings. And so today I took a, a show of hands. I said, how many of you prayed for today? And uh, probably half, maybe three-fourths. And I'm thinking, you don't own it yet. What God does here is what you own. It is. It's not mine. This isn't my church. Good night. I, I could be gone in a minute. This is God's house, not this building, and thank God for the building. But who, all of you, and what you get to see is what you pray for and what you seek for. It's what you pursue. And if you want to pursue business, that's wonderful. But you won't prosper, not really, if you don't pursue him first. The richest people that are in the world, Abraham, Solomon, David, all of these, were, they pursued God first. And so I thought that was an awesome message, Tony. So here's the line, and I've just been pondering it. When we're in union with God, abiding with him, in union with him, 
He's in us. We're in union with him. We agree with him about everything. Think on that. When we're in union with God, we don't try to tell him what his will needs to be. He's God. We agree with him about everything. Remember us saying years ago, your will, your way, your design, and your desire. It was just our prayer. It's your will, your way, your design, and your desire. And yet there's something in us that wants to rise up and go, I don't think that's your will, and I don't think that's the way you wanted to go. And you're not trusting because it didn't go your preconceived idea. I'm going to tell you something. Life does not go. I don't care how many visions you have. I've had tons of visions that have come to pass. But they didn't come to pass the way I thought they would. And then I look and go, oh, my goodness, that is completely the vision I had. Because he doesn't need our minds. He doesn't need our opinions. And guess what? He doesn't need our judgments. He didn't, doesn't need us to judge another man's servant. Oh, I don't think they're doing very good. You have no right to judgment of another man and yourself. You can reserve all that to him. What a rest. I don't have to worry about my opinions. I don't have to listen to the TV and find out what the opinions are. The opinions are this church is going well because it has a lot of people. That's an opinion. What's God's heart? Look at the small and the insignificant. There's a church over there that has five people, but every Sunday they are down on their faces before me. And I love it. We don't know. He chooses the small, the insignificant. So when you're in union with him, you agree with him about everything. Galatians 2.20 says, My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives. There's your opinions. (laughs) My old identity has been co-crucified with Christ. For the nails of his cross have crucified me with him. Bam! I'm on the cross with him. Now the essence of this life I live is no longer mine. I want you to say something. My life isn't mine. I want you to hear yourself. My life isn't mine. What I own isn't mine. My life isn't mine. It is no longer mine. I no longer live. That's what Jesus said. For the anointed one Christ Jesus lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life every day is empowered by faith in who's living and walking in me. When I get up, I breathe Jesus' breath. Sometimes my human breath comes around too. (laughs) I better brush my teeth. But Jesus' breath is sweet. And I live with his breath. If he didn't breathe in me, I would no longer be breathing. I'm telling you. 
He loves us so much. He gave himself for us, and he pours his life into mine. So now I want you to say, I'm full of Jesus. My life isn't mine. It's Jesus's. He owns me. He flows through me. I'm a river. I can feel the river. (laughs) Oh, you didn't laugh. I didn't hear the laugh. (gasps) This is a picture of an unencumbered lifestyle. This is freedom. This is rest. True freedom is let him flow. Oh, I got all this to do today. Oh, no, 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 And oh, my goodness, my mind. Oh, you died. Ah, let him flow. Where are you going today? Because God is perfect. He is absolute goodness. If you haven't got that one, it's basic 101. God is absolutely good. He is goodness. Okay, so listen to this. It is impossible for him to will anything but that which is absolutely best for you. Remember, he loves us. It is impossible for him to will anything for your life but that which is absolutely best for you. How many times? Oh, God, what are you doing? He has good for you. He has good for me. I know the plans I have for you. Well, it doesn't look like they're very good. It ain't over yet. He's got good. I'm just telling you, you can take it to the bank. God has good for you. You're not going to end your life in, oh, so bad. He has good for you. I just, we, Ron and I have been watching a, a whole series that is absolutely, I'm telling you, it's prophetic, cr- incredible, the Truth About Cancer series. And it's this group of, of teachers and doctors and stuff from all over the world And they gathered together in one place, and I think they had 75 speakers. And we started watching them thinking, okay, maybe we'll learn something because we're needing something more. And what do we hear? Jesus Christ is the answer. He is the healer. I mean, it's like a church service almost every one of those DVDs we're seeing. Every single one of them said, okay, how many have walked through, and then they said arthritis, cancer, whatever the thing is, you know, and all of them, how many would count that as a blessing in their life? I mean, they all raised their hands. They said, you wouldn't be here if you had not plucked the tree of the next thing of believing God had good for you. You just quit. But because... You believe there's something better in life. You have said, God, there's got to be answers. And I mean, these are answers that are getting downloaded from heaven and people are getting healed everywhere from these answers. I I look at Marty and we had gone, this was an amazing thing. We had gone to this conference 
and she got a she got a um, interview or whatever an appointment to talk with Bob Jones. Well, I think God orchestrated that whole thing because there was so much snow and ice. Three there was it was set up for two thousand people to be there, and only two or three hundred came because it was it was iced. The whole place was iced in, but somehow Spencer in Indiana came down, and we went to it. And here we are sitting down there, and here's these world speakers, and Bob Jones, you do not get an audience with him. I mean, I'll tell you what, if you're a big, big name, you do. And she asks, because Marty was going, I, I got to find some answers out about Ari. Now, Ari, when she walked through, when they first received that, it didn't seem like a blessing to them, other than that she's an absolutely perfectly perfectly beautiful child but it didn't feel like a blessing to also be blessed with this problem going on that they're pushing the chair on so Bob Jones they come in and Bob Jones goes yep 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 he's so funny I, I've never seen him totally in action <laughs> and he was like yep oh yeah 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 she's she's gonna get healed I've seen it I've seen it I've seen it he said but but it's not gonna be like you thought you're going to have to push the chair. you got to push the chair one step at a time. Just keep pushing. Just keep pushing. So Marty's got this incredibly scientific mind. And on top of that, she's a researcher that just goes, I'm going to keep pushing the chair. There's got to be answers. And so we go to this laser school. I went to it. It's incredible. It's, it is literally, I watched a Down syndrome baby that had not even lifted his head or responded to anybody or anything come alive, just like that, as, this, as they were in this laser. Ari, when that happens with her, she laughs and giggles and talks and all kinds of things have begun to happen because changes are coming in her body. Well, so now she hears about this uh, and, and I can't name me all the names that Marty finds. But anyway, it's some kind of antibiotic. I can't remember. L-O-V, okay. Leo-V, okay. L-O-V, love, okay. Anyway, <laughs> Leo-V. And all of a sudden, there is major changes coming again because Marty's pushing the chair. And so she takes it to the doctor, and he looks at it, and he goes, this is amazing. I want to know more about this. This is incredible. And so somebody's pushing the chair. Why are they pushing the chair? Because the old didn't work. And so they got to find the new. God is going, I got new for all of you. I don't care what your boundary is. So there was a, a guy and he's, he's going, I'm not here. I'm speaking this morning, but I miss my church. I miss worship. So we're just going to worship a while. Jesus Christ is the answer. His name is Dr. Z. If you, you see him on the web all the time. And, and, then he's, and then he starts giving this huge testimony of how he came to the Lord and how he totally changed his life. But he said this. He said, I want to tell you that I want you to say, God, here's this issue I'm dealing with. And he said, and go and pick one piece of fruit off the tree that the Lord gives you. And then, as you do that, then ask him the next step and the next step. And he will lead you into all truth. And he will lead you into answers. I'll tell you what happens in the church. We quit. Well, that didn't work. I'm going to tell you, God is calling for a tenacity. You know, Okay, we haven't seen everything we want to see. 
But is that going to make us quit? we got a whole generation coming up. Are you not going to fight too? Are we not going to see revival? Now, I'm already seeing things that I've asked for. But I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting until Jesus is on the name of people on our streets and, and that he's being broadcast. I'm not, I'm not quitting. Why? Because I'm keeping pushing. We have to keep pushing. God is incapable of being against you. That's the truth. He's incapable. I hate it when people will say, God caused that storm. God caused all that destruction. God did this. Well, it was the will of God. I'm going. That's a piece of, okay, I'm not going to say that. (laughs) But I felt it. It's junk. We have a world that was literally plunged into darkness by the enemy. And the world has battle in it because of an enemy. But God is for you. God is for me. He is for us. And he is incapable of being against you. Do you hear me? It's he's incapable. Even when you've messed up, he's incapable of being against you. If you've wandered off the path, he's still incapable of being against you. And therefore, you can utterly trust him. Woo! You talk about joy. You can utterly trust him. He will never be against you. Never. Even if he's correcting your path. You know what? When you're a parent, you love your kids so much, you correct their paths. Because you love them. He might have to correct your path. But he cannot do you harm. And you'll turn around and go, ooh, that was good. I'm really glad we went through that. Man, that taught me a lot. And I'm getting closer to Jesus. Well, yay. Ron and I have even begun to thank him for the cancer. Did God give it? No. God hates it. It's of the devil. But he wants us to push the chair to see answers. And we are. And I, pr- I thank you for all your prayers. I thank you that you partner with us. We're still pushing. We're still seeking. If he corrects your path, takes a rod and corrects your path, it's only because he loves you. He cannot do you harm because he loves you. When Jesus came, he said, Father, forgive them. They were all sinning. They were all doing the wrong things. Jesus came so God didn't have to judge us anymore. Now, there is judgment coming. There will be judgment at the end of the age. But right now, God wants just to correct us and pull us into line. His wrath is only against the evil one, always will be. And those who decide to be in union with him, I've always heard people go, oh, I hope I didn't blaspheme the Holy Spirit. I think I did. Do you know what that was Jesus was saying? You've got to see this in an eternal realm. Jesus was saying about, he said, you can curse me. That means I turn my back on Jesus. He, eh, I just don't want to follow him anymore. Blah, 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 blah. Okay? Lots of people do that. But when you curse the Holy Spirit, you forever stop listening and say, it's evil. And I will not listen to it. And I don't know very many people that ever do that. 
Paul cursed Jesus. He did. He came against him, tried to kill him. He never cursed God's spirit. He loved God. God corrected Paul's path. Isn't that cool? He just corrects our path. So people can be misled. They can be deceived. They can be on the wrong path. But God's father heart of goodness and perfection will pursue us to put us back on his path again. And that's the amazing grace of God. And he does it. And he does it. How many times have you been wandering and he pulls you? Oh, lots of times. Lots of times. When we learn to live in the reality of God's goodness, we can let go of our loads. And we can start resting and trusting him. Simon Peter drew a sword and slashed off the right ear of Malchus, the high priest's slave. But Jesus said to Peter, put your sword back into the sheath. Shall I not drink from the cup of suffering which the Father has given me? The Father loved Jesus, but he allowed a cup of suffering. Sometimes a cup of suffering is the very thing that will cause our hearts to be open. Avoid the suffering my father assigned to me. Now, his, he was assigned that for our good. John 19.11, then Jesus answered Pilate, you would have no power over me at all unless it was given to you from above. Does God allow things? Yeah, usually because we're touching hot stoves. That's why they get allowed. I can't stop you. God allowed the enemy to assault his son. Jesus said in this world where the enemy has access, you'll experience trouble. For all those who think you're going to have a feel-good, uh, wonderful life of no problems, when you come to Jesus, don't be deceived. That's a deception. This is what Jesus said. You'll experience trouble. Everybody does. Persecution and trials. You'll get persecuted because you'll say Jesus is the only way. You'll be, but be of full, cheerful faith. I've overcome the enemy of this world. I've spoken to you so that in me you can have perfect peace and confidence. You can have peace. In the world, you're going to have tribulation, persecution, trials, distress, frustration. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Certain, unwavering, unstoppable. For I've overcome the world. Even when these things happen, I've deprived it of its power to truly harm you. Trials just make you love him more. You realize where your strength came from. LaVonda, not true. Where'd your strength come from when you had to sit by yourself forever? There's one. Trials just make you love him more. Joseph, I love Joseph. Joseph said, you meant it for evil, the enemy. But God meant it for good to save. God meant it for good to save. This is a powerful scripture. First of all, the scripture says that Jesus prays for us. And I love that. Sometimes I'll go, are you praying for me? I don't know if I'm feeling it right now. I could really use you praying for me a little more. But the Bible says he sits by Papa God all the time and prays for us. Sometimes you just might say, hey, could you step that up a little? <laughs> I need it. Who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? 
Shall suffering and affliction and tribulation or calamity and distress or persecution or hunger or destitution or peril or sword? For even as it's written, for thy sake we are put to death all day long. We are regarded and counted as sheep for slaughter. Paul was saying that. That was after Jesus died on the cross. We are still those that will be persecuted in this world for the cause of Christ, period. When you say Jesus heals, you're going to have, you're going to have things to deal with. When you say Jesus loves, you're going to have things to deal with. Yet in the midst of all these things, we're more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. For I am persuaded beyond a doubt that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things impending nor threatening nor things to come nor powers nor height nor death nor anything else in all of creation will ever be able to separate me <laughs> from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And his love has good for us. That is an amazing, amazing word. I want to um, share just a couple things. We're going to take communion today. And um, what I had, I had already had the school of ministry take communion earlier. And they're going to divide up in their um, teams that they have right now. And what I want you to do, and, and this is what I feel. The Bible says, I, you know, this is just really clear. The Bible says to forget the past. Paul says forgetting those things which lie behind. But when there's a move going on of God, when there's a new move happening, and it is, I'm telling you it is, you have to forget the past. You have to say, well, that's the way we did in the past. You got to forget the past. You got to forget the things that want to come on you from the past. You forget because it's harvest time. So the question is, is your shadow dangerous? Are you a carrier of God's manifested presence? Are you hungry for more of God or have you grown passive and lukewarm? These are things to fear. This is a turnaround season for the body of Christ from state to state, city to city. His presence is the main key. These were words, prophetic words from uh, Jim Gold had some that were younger than him give these words. Now, on the last day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out and said, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. We can't offer the presence stale bread to the world. I'm going to tell you where you get the bread. You get the bread spending time with him. You get the bread when we worship together. You get the bread when you've been with Jesus. If you haven't been with Jesus for a while, I mean be with him, you got stale bread. And you can't offer the world stale bread. So Jesus said, come to me. Come to me and drink. Let's see where I'm at. Okay, so this is what I wanted. Um, can I have the teams come up? The um, four teams. You guys might want to scoot all the way down if you're team number, the, the team on that end, yeah. Give, give, give room 
Okay, and I need this team to go all the way down that way. Four teams. I, only got, I can only count three. Here's the fourth team. Okay. And Ethan, too. Is he part of that? Okay. Some of that team, since there's, so, there's only four in this one, Kim, why don't you come down this team? And Mariah, why don't you come down that team? That, this right here. So there's six. Oh, there's only four in that one, too. We'll go down that one. <laughs> it don't matter. Okay, here's your instructions. God's just been speaking a lot to us today. He really has. He has new for you and I. That is amazing. He has new for you and I. So what I'm going to ask you to do, and um, we're going to ask the um, ministry teams to pray these things over you. But one of the things God's been saying is to me, if you'll read the word often, Jesus said, when I speak the word to you, because he's the living word, and you can't even understand that, how in the world are you going to see the kingdom? And God wants us to see the kingdom. I can see all of Ron's symptoms. And if I get down there, I pray like that. Oh, God. Oh, God. But when I see the kingdom, I see something totally different that God is saying to me. God wants us seeing the kingdom as families. I want to tell you something. This is the truth. Large families produce financial security for coming generations. They have proven this demographically and in other countries, countries where there has been abortion and where they've limited families down to one or two children and all of that kind of stuff. Those economies are beginning to topple because they don't have a workforce. They, don't ha they have a lot of older people. And they don't have anybody to build on top of them anymore. They killed them. They limited them. So I'm going to tell you the call on these families to have big families is good for our nation. It is good economically and definitely good spiritually for our land. So we are blessed with a vision of understanding, why do I have a large family? Why do I have a family? Because they're going to build. You know, Abraham started with one son and ended up with millions. You've got to be able to build. This is the spirit of Elijah, but I'm telling you, economically, it doesn't matter what anyone says. When they come out with the truth, economically, those who have large families, and I'm not talking about those who live on welfare. I'm talking about large families where people, people are intentional. You know, the Muslims understand this, and they're very wealthy because of it. The Jews are beginning to understand it again, and they're beginning to multiply in Israel. Thank God. But they were way outnumbered by the Muslims for a long time because the Muslims understand the economy. They understand money. You guys, this is riches right here. These children in your laps are riches. 
They are a blessing to this economy. So don't you ever let anyone put you down for a large family. Don't you ever let anyone curse you for that. They don't understand. And because we, this generation that we've been in, killed 50 million babies, there's going to be a huge influx of older people that live into their hundreds. I've got an aunt, great aunt, 106 years old, who live into their hundreds, and who's going to care for them when they've killed them all off? I'm telling you, God is saying something to us. God is saying, I want this nation to move forward, and you are part of our forward movement. You families are part of it. This church is yours. This movement is yours. Ron and I may be gone, but this church is yours. This work is yours, and it has been laid, and it has been laid with prayer and lots of things going on. Okay, so here's the questions, and I want everyone, whether you're married or not, doesn't matter. If you're by yourself, then you're your family. Do you understand that? If you're with a group, that's your family. Okay, so here it is. What is your vision for yourself and your family? Ask God. Ask God what his vision is for you now. A lot of people want to dream big dreams. That's okay. But I'm not asking you to dream big dreams right now. I'm asking you to see what the kingdom says. I'm asking you to ask God, what do you have? Ron and I came with a simple dream. Besides the Elijah word that we had from before we were married, that he spoke to us, we both heard it. Besides that word, he told us, I want you to be a true Christian family in Owen County. When we moved here, be real. Be real inside and out. And I can tell you, we've had people live with us, and they say, you're real. Yeah, we're real, flaws and all. We're not perfect. But it doesn't matter. Jesus is, and he's in our home. And I'm telling you, what is your vision for your family? Ask God, and it needs to be for the now, because he's telling you to step. What is it? Is it to be a godly family that's so strong that your kids literally uh, uh, inf uh, infect the community when they go to work because of who they are? That's, that, that to me is powerful. Doctors, lawyers, I don't care. The world says all of those, but I'm telling you what is God saying? What does God say to you? You have to know it. And you have to own it. I would like you to write it down. I would like you to get together with your children or just uh, by yourself or with whoever. And I want you to, after you've done this, I want you to write it down. What do you think God is telling us as a family to be? What do you think he's telling us? What does he want for us? Okay. I want you to write it down. I, I personally would love to hear your visions, what God is saying. And I'm going to tell you why. So we can back you. So we can be that generation that uh, uh, Ethan was talking about. That, that da David generation that goes, go for it. We're with you. We're praying for you. We believe for you. Thank you for listening to this message. Yeah.